Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Single Muslim Female Seeks, the only place you need to come to for the answers to all your marriage search struggles and halal dating dilemmas, so that you can meet and marry the right man in the right way at the right time. I'm your host, Saraya Subhani Chauhan, singles coach for professional Muslim women worldwide and founder of Single Muslim Solutions. Let's get started on today's episode. How to stay calm when everyone else is getting married and having babies. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you four simple strategies to help you deal with a panic that sets in when it feels like everyone else is moving forward in their lives, getting married and having babies while you're still trying to get past those first dates. I want you to relax and breathe, sister, because trust me, I've got this covered. Have you ever had that feeling that you're somehow falling way behind in life? All around you, your friends, your relatives, your siblings, people younger than you are getting married, are having babies, are building their homes. And meanwhile, you're still going on coffee dates. You're still meeting men who are not sincere about marriage. You're still getting dodgy messages online from guys with profile names like Loverboy69. It feels really unfair, right? Especially if you've been trying for some time, you've been putting yourself out there, you've been playing by the rules, but all around you, you can see everyone else getting the husbands and having the babies. It feels like they're 10 steps ahead of you in life and you're desperately trying to catch up with them. As well as feeling unfair, it can feel quite scary as well. And I know for me, certainly, it used to cause me a great deal of panic and anxiety. I remember waking up at 2am in the dark of the night with my stomach churning, tears pouring out of my eyes, having this random panic thinking, oh my god, I'm getting older and older, all my friends are having babies, one day their babies are going to have babies and I'm still not going to be married. And it was so easy to get overwhelmed with the what ifs and wondering what the future holds. It can also cause a great deal of social anxiety as well. For example, I remember being really reluctant to go to family functions and then going and feeling like I'm the oldest single person there and never really fitting in anywhere because the people my age were talking about babies and things. In fact, I never forget one time it was Eid, perhaps one of the most humiliating experiences as a single lady. I was sitting on a chair in between two females who had recently got married, who were my age, and they were literally ignoring me and actually speaking over the top of my head about married life and how much they're loving married life. Meanwhile, I sat in the middle, kind of crouched down, allowing them to speak over my head and allowing myself to be ignored. It was absolutely soul crushing. I mean, it must have happened nearly 20 years ago, but I still remember it today. Now, here's why this whole thing can cause so much distress. The problem is we place a lot of pressure on our 20s. Let's think about some of the timelines and the deadlines we give ourselves. Normally, we finish school by about age 18, right? If we go on to university, then we're studying for a few more years. So let's say age 21, 22, we finish studying, obviously, depending on the degree you do. Some degrees are a lot longer than that. Then in your 20s, you're also expected to start a successful career in your 20s. You also want to use your early 20s to have fun, to live a bit wildly, to travel, to do things, to save money. You're also then expected to get married in your 20s and pop out a baby in your 20s as well. Now that's a lot of pressure for one decade. And the problem is, the pressure from these deadlines is absolutely immense. Because unlike study or work, there isn't a qualification you can work towards to ensure you meet the husband or the baby deadline. And it causes panic and frustration because you have no control over it. In fact, it's not 
not unusual for me to receive emails from ladies who are aged 28, 29, who are really starting to panic because they can see the big 3-0 looming ahead of them. And they're feeling that by this age, I should have done X, Y, and Z. Now, whatever your age, when you're in this frame of mind, it can have quite disastrous and negative results and impact on your marriage search. For example, when you meet guys, you end up putting up with all kinds of questionable behaviour purely because the guy seems interested in marriage and you tend to overlook things that actually should be warning signs. Or you might find yourself getting into a bit of a slightly serious relationship with a guy who really you only have average feelings for, but he says he's ready to get married even though you know deep down he's not the right guy for you, but still you persist because he wants to get married and you want to meet that deadline. So right now we have two options, sister. Number one, You can either marry the next guy who comes along and start making babies in order to make yourself feel better that you are somehow winning the race. Or number two, you can learn to put things in perspective and be okay with who and where you are right now. And of course, as your coach, I can help you with number two. Now here are four things then that I want you to do and bear in mind next time you find yourself having a bit of a panic over all of this. Number one then, I want you to gain some perspective. I want you to focus on things you have achieved. Write them down if you have to. Things you have done or things you have achieved that perhaps your um, married friends or friends with babies and children haven't. And this isn't in any way an exercise to compare your life with theirs in the sense that one is better and one is worse. It's just to highlight how different our lives are. So yes, while they have the husband and the babies, the things that you would like, you might have things that they would like. You might have accomplished things that they haven't. And again, it's not that one of you is better than the other for it. It's just simply giving you some perspective that everyone has their achievements and everyone has things to be proud of. And sometimes when we're so focused on the marriage goal, it's very easy to dismiss all our other achievements and all the other brilliant things in our lives. So that's tip number one. Remember, it's not about comparing, it's just about evaluating. Number two then, I want you to balance out the idea of abundance versus lack. Again, when we're focused so much on this thing that we really want or we feel we should have, it's very easy to fall into a mindset of lack where we're looking at what we don't have. We're focusing on what we don't have. Now, here's what I want you to do. If you can grab a pen and a paper or remember to do this later. First of all, I'd like you to write down one positive and one negative thing about the life that you want. So we're thinking about the marriage, the babies, the home. These things are wonderful, but I want you to write down one positive and one negative thing about that kind of life. Then when you've done that, I want you to write down one positive and one negative thing about your current life as it is right now. So one positive and one negative thing about your current life. And the purpose of this, again, is just to gain a bit of perspective and to balance things out. As we know, nobody's life is 100% perfect. The people who have the husbands and the babies, there is positive and negative in their life. Same as in your life. And it's just to help you refocus and to understand that wherever you are, whatever you're doing at any stage in life, there's going to be positive and negative. Number three, I want you to start expecting the unexpected. So the thing is, we want what we can see. If we look around us at the people who we wish to be more like, for example, we can see their home, we can see the husband, the kids, the family life, etc. And we want what we can see. We want what we understand to be the right way to do things. And if we're seeing lots of people do that, we're assuming that that's the right way to do it. And therefore, we're not doing it that way. And there must be something wrong with us. However, 
I want you to start expecting the unexpected and understanding that marriage doesn't look the same for everybody. So just to briefly um, give you some background to myself, as you probably know, I got married after the age of 30. Um, Shortly after we got married, my husband's daughter from his first marriage came to live with us. So for the past five or six years, I've been a full-time stepmom to a teenage girl. And it's been absolutely amazing. I've really enjoyed it. I love my family. And it's just a different way to do marriage. And my point is that we don't know what our version of marriage is going to be. So don't be hard on yourself and pressure yourself trying to make yourself fit what you think marriage should be according to what you can see around you. And then lastly, number four, I would like you to do some research. Look for examples of ladies, for example, who married later in life, who had children later, or whose marriage or family isn't necessarily considered conventional. You need to start looking for reaffirming positive evidence. Right now, you're looking at the evidence which is making you feel quite negative because you can't go back in time to be 21 and do the things they're doing. However, you can start looking to people who have succeeded and who have got the things you want at your age, for example. You can find evidence to whatever it is you're trying to prove if you look out there. So now you need to start looking for evidence to show that there are different ways to do marriage and different ways to do family and that people your age or older have still managed to do the things that you want to do. Now recently in my private Facebook group, I held a live workshop in which I gave my ladies an affirmation to repeat when they felt themselves spiralling into despair about not being where they feel they should be right now. And here's the affirmation now, sister. There is no one blueprint for life. My journey was created the moment I was created. I'm just going to repeat that again. There is no one blueprint for life. My journey was created the moment I was created. And I want you to remember, sister, that you are enough exactly as you are. And your life is a rich and valid life exactly as it is. Now, if anything from today's episode has really hit home for you and you feel it's a real issue, then I definitely urge you to check out my online coaching program, the Diamond Principle Coaching Program. You can find the link in the show notes. And in this program, we really work towards helping you feel good about yourself exactly as you are right now so that you can go out there and meet somebody with confidence, knowing that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. I look forward to having you on the coaching program. And until next time, sister, assalamu alaikum. Mm-hmm.